Convicted and Convinced, a message from God's Word for you. And now, here's Dr. Dan Gerard. As we continue the series titled, The Lord is Our Helper, today we're focusing on the truth that as our helper, He surrounds our being. The Scripture foundation for this series is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. For God has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, underscore, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Did you ever watch the television show Star Trek? I must confess that it was one of my favorites years ago. And if you did, you will remember that they had defense shields, defense shields that would surround the spaceship so that the enemy could not penetrate and do harm to the space vessel or to the crew. You and I, as children of Heavenly Father, have a defense shield. And this defense shield is far, far, far superior to what was presented on Star Trek. In fact, it is the ultimate defense shield. I read from Psalm 125 in verse 2. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so underscore, the Lord is round about His people from henceforth even forever. Indeed, my friends, we as Heavenly Father's children have a defense shield. And this defense shield is the Lord Himself. Do you understand in your mind and with your heart that at this very moment, because of your faith placed in Jesus Christ, do you understand that the Creator and the Sustainer of the universe encircles you He surrounds you right now. And as if someone were about to ask, well, how long will the Lord be round about His people? The Bible responds in this verse, from henceforth even… how long? One more time. How long? One more time. How long? Forever. What a message of hope this should be to us. Now, I want you to follow me very closely. There are only two ways that Satan can touch your life and Satan can touch my life after we become members of God's family. Again, follow me very closely. Number one, Satan can only touch you and Satan can only touch me if we choose to remove ourselves from the protection power 
of God's surrounding sense. Number two, Satan can only touch your life and Satan can only touch my life if God himself lowers the hedge of his protective power. Now, this is a very difficult concept for some of us to accept, that God would actually allow His children to experience some things that are not pleasing to us, whether those things be in the physical, in the emotional, or in the financial realms of life and living. It's very difficult for us to grasp that, to to wrap our arms around that sometimes. Let me cite to a case in point from the book of Job, chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hath not thou, and underscore this next phrase, Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. So what was Satan saying to God? Satan was saying to God, God, you have surrounded Job, and I cannot get to him. I can't get to him personally. I can't get to his children. I can't get to his livestock. I can't get to his land. I can't get to him because you are surrounding him with your protection. You have a defense shield around about him, and it doesn't matter which direction I shoot those fiery darts in, they can't penetrate. They can't get through because you are there preventing me. But I'll tell you what you do, God. You remove the shield. You lower the hedge. Give me permission to affect Job in ways that I want to, and it will cause him to turn against you. And so God let down the hedge, and Satan got busy. But despite everything that happened to Job personally, to his herds, to his land, to his children, Job never forgot 
the surrounding of his very being by God. And Job came out of that tremendous trial a much richer and blessed individual. In our session today, we're going to look at some ways that God surrounds our being. And these are not necessarily in the order of importance, but simply because something has to be first and something has to be second, etc. Now, before doing so, let's go back and revisit Psalm 125 and verse 2. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about His children from henceforth even forever. For several years, Rebecca and I were privileged to live and pastor in a mountainous area that has some very lovely valleys. And many times as we traveled and enjoyed the beauty of the surroundings, I was reminded of the three points that I'm about to share with you. First of all, because the Lord is our helper, you and I, as God's people, are surrounded by His peace. There is a sense of peacefulness in a valley that is surrounded by mountains. It was with great joy that the Apostle Paul gave the following assurance to the church at Philippi, and it's with great desire that God's Holy Spirit wants you and I to possess the same assurance today. It's found in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, underscore, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what's that saying? It's saying that the peace of God is a defense shield. It is a hedge around about us. And did you take note in this verse that both the emotions and the intellect are soothed by the peace of the Lord being round about His people? Did you notice that? Look at it again. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts, emotions, and your minds, intellect, through Christ Jesus. There's so many people today who are searching for peace in the troubled world that you and I live in. There are some people who are looking to education. There are others who are looking to medicine. There are others who are looking to philosophy. There are others who are looking to finances. On and on and on the list goes. And there's nothing wrong with looking in those directions. But my brothers and sisters, too often, just looking in those directions brings frustration. It brings disappointment to our lives and to our living. I believe with all of my mind, all of my intellect, and I believe with all of my heart, all of my emotions, that there is no real and lasting peace outside 
of my heavenly Father. And when you and I, as children of Heavenly Father, when you and I as Christians encounter troubles and trials, we can rely on the peace of God because the peace of God will help keep us steady in the midst of the most adverse trials and testings and tribulations we may encounter. And Jesus left the following promise to his disciples in, and it's a promise that you and I as his disciples today can claim. It's found in John chapter 14 and verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Oh, my friends, God does not want us to live in a stressful relationship with Him. And God doesn't want us to live in stressful relationships with one another. When I was growing up in the Pentecostal church, we used to sing a song every now and then titled, Peace in the Valley. You see, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about His people, and there is peace in the valley, even the valley of the shadow of death. Also, secondly, because the Lord is our helper, we as His people are surrounded by His power. There is a sense of power in a valley that is surrounded by mountains. Peter knew this well. I read from 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5, talking about followers of Christ then and followers of Christ today who are underscore, kept by the power of God. So what's he saying? He's saying that the power of God is a defense shield. The power of God is a hedge that surrounds us who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Are you and I living in the last time? I believe we are. And nations are seeking power to control or to destroy other nations. There are individuals who want power so that they can dominate other people. But my friends, this kind of power is self-defeating. You and I as children of God are kept by His power. We are kept by His power to the degree that we are not only conquerors, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or peril or sword as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, 
In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Why are we more than conquerors? Because of God's defense shield in your behalf and my behalf. And because of this defense shield, we can be persuaded as was Paul. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature or created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. What a message of hope that is to us. You see, as members of the body of Christ, even as the mountains are surrounded by the Lord, even so you and I are surrounded by Him. Finally, because the Lord is our helper, we as His people are surrounded by God's protection. There is a sense of protection in a valley that is surrounded by mountains. Rejoice with me as David rejoiced in pinning Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. For he, speaking of Heavenly Father, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. And as if someone were about to ask, well, why is God giving his angels charge over us? The answer resounds, underscore, for the rest of your life and living, to keep thee in all thy ways. So what's he saying? He's saying that the protective power of God is our defense shield. It's like a hedge around about us. Is there anyone else here besides me who is thankful for your personal angel? I am looking forward to soon and very soon having a long conversation with my personal angel on the other side. And I believe he is going to tell me many times that he protected me and I was not even aware of it. The world you and I live in is a dangerous world. It's unsafe by day, and it's unsafe by night. And there are many people who are actually moving to different locations, hoping to, to find safety and, and removal from violence in their lives and in their livings. Violence that's produced by man and by nature. And I must confess to you that I do not even pretend to understand why some Christians have in the past and still yet in the future suffered damage to their own persons and to their property. I don't understand that. I have some pastor friends who lost their homes, all of their earthly possessions, in the fires that took place recently in California. 
consecrated, dedicated pastoral families. I confess to you, I do not understand that. But having said this, you and I must accept with mind and with heart the many exceeding great and precious promises of God's protective passages of Scripture. And we must never doubt that God surrounds His children with His protective power while the work He wants done is performed. And my Bible says that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Again, I say I don't understand all that I'd like to understand about that, but I must accept it by faith. You see, again, there's only two ways that Satan can touch our lives. As we remove ourselves voluntarily from God's shield, or as God lowers the shield to prove a lesson to Satan or to the enemy of God and the enemy of the human family that there is a remnant people who are willing to go through all the way to the end. It doesn't matter what comes his or her way. And they are going to believe that God is God if they are walking through the valley of the shadow of death if they're in the fiery furnace or cast into the lion's den or if they're laying down on a bed of roses, they're still going to accept that if God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, when we think of mountains and valleys on this earth, there is a sense of security in the valleys. But I have discovered that mountains can tremble with volcanic eruptions. I have discovered that, that mountains can quake with rumblings. And when this happens, the valleys are always threatened. That's a reality in the natural world. But this is not so with Jesus our Christ. God surrounds the very being of His children. And as you and I allow the presence of God to both fill us and to thrill us, we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Heavenly Father is surrounding us with His peace. He's surrounding us with His power. He's surrounding us with His protection. And we can claim and echo the calm assurance that gave David comfort as he penned Psalm 32 and verse number 7. And I believe, firstly, that as he wrote these words, he was looking upward. Thou art my hiding place. And I personally believe that as he spoke these words and wrote these words, there was a big smile that came on the place of the, of the face of Heavenly Father. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me 
from trouble and underscore these words, thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Have <laughs> you ever wondered why and how David could write those wonderful, uplifting, exhilarating hymns as he did? Because this assurance pulsated in his mind and in his heart. So what was David saying when he penned the phrase, compass me about? What does it mean? It means that he was rejoicing that the Lord, who was his helper, was surrounding him. And my friends, you and I can rejoice in the same promise today. Because the Lord, who is our helper, is surrounding our very being. And we need not fear what man or anyone else will try to do unto us. Dr. Dan Gerard is the pastor of University Parkway Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Our weekly podcasts are recorded every Saturday morning. Bible study begins at 9.30. The sermon begins at 11. You are invited to join us. We live stream the 11 o'clock service. You can catch that broadcast at our website, universitypkwy.org, or at Livestream. A library of previous messages is available on our YouTube channel and on our website. Thank you for listening.